0: of one half radio plaza at life media studios
1: hello folks welcome back to real country radio congratulations detroit you can be thoroughly ashamed of yourself the homicide tool has
0: reached a nice even 750 details on the latest leveling from police sergeant
1: coming up now we're gonna start off the set with in the
0: morning
2: Bucketblood's Tigers could use this guy's talent. Have you had time to get ready? I don't waste any time getting ready. I stay ready.
1: (laughs) Good evening and welcome back for another one. Tonight our guest is the reigning 2023 Outlaw Diesel Super Series Pro Dragster Champion. Maddie Graves, how are you tonight?
3: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: Doing well doing well thank you for taking time to join us and uh just going to be a conversation we'll see wherever it goes but you know a little bit of a retrospective on your still very young career and hopefully a very long one um in the sport of drag racing
3: hopefully <laughs> <laughs> i hope so too
1: i got to know your family i can't i can't believe it's actually been this long now like seven years ago um at ucc and this really, that is the foundation for this whole thing for you guys. You do it all together as a family. That's a big deal.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I can remember for as long as I can that, you know, Friday nights were racetrack nights with dad. You know, whatever it, it, whether it was his Chevelle, he went through a phase where he owned a bike. And, you know, then the crew cab got built and, you know, Friday nights we were at the racetrack. So, and that's all we ever did. That's all I've ever known. <laughs>
1: How extreme did he get with the bike? Because I, I thought it got pretty hairy there for a while, didn't it? He had something pretty quick.
3: Uh, so <laughs> he bought a Hayabusa, and I, you know, a couple Friday nights testing tune would take it up there and make a couple hits, and then he actually went to a legit bike event at our local racetrack, and the bike ended up getting stolen. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oops! So, I didn't up uh, for the story.
3: His uh motorcycle career racing wise did not last very long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys as a as a as a company though, I think you have had some involvement with like a pro stock team, is that right? Or
3: Yeah, so Kelly Klantz, we sponsored her for quite a few years. She's NHRA Pro Stock Motorcycle. Um, so you know, obviously me being a female and being interested in racing, you know we found a female who's also interested in racing and she actually is from here she's about 20 minutes away from us so okay found somebody local but on a higher scale of racing so we supported her for quite a few years and we still root for her now
1: any thoughts about uh, trying the bike thing yourself
3: uh i have no
1: no desire there
3: no desire <laughs> no i'd I, I, I I like either. to be enclosed
1: <laughs> yeah i've never I have never actually been on a dirt bike, motorcycle or anything of the sort in my life and I've no desire to because I am really good at wrecking the crap out of just a pedal bicycle. I don't need an. <laughs> <laughs>
3: we I've always been around motorcycles that's another thing, you know. My dad's always been a big Harley guy, but that's about as extensive as it goes. Like I would rather not go off-roading yeah. or anything like that.
1: I can sympathize with that. Sorry, I'm texting Allie. That's not going to work. So we thought we were going to have my daughter come in and be a part of this show because she was around for half the races this season and got to witness everything firsthand with you and um, and she really has a, has a fondness and a respect for you and what you're doing. But uh, technical difficulties are a problem apparently tonight. We can't we can't seem to internet. So <clears throat> to save that for another one another time. So how did it start? For you? Yeah. How did it start for you in terms of driving? Did you do junior dragster or anything like that?
3: I did not. I did not have the luxury of all the other racers that are racing at this age. I always watched them, you know, going to events at the racetrack. I always watched the juniors, but it's nothing I ever showed interest in. So then I turned 16, got my driver's license, and, you know, Holly Rock Customs, my dad owns a diesel shop. So it was only right that I would drive a diesel myself. (laughs) And at the time, everybody was so – not convinced that my dad would work on forwards. Like, it was just, you know, he's the Duramax guy. He only will touch a Duramax. So we decided to, you know, let everybody know that he will work on a forward. So I ended up in a 2015 f 67, And on Friday nights, I would go run. We call them midnight madnesses. But I would run in the truck class, and I would run it out the quarter mile, and I got hooked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that would do it.
3: So yeah. I started out to- like –
1: Have you had a chance to drive the white
3: white crew cab? Uh, I have not. I've been a passenger, and we've taken it to a couple little car shows that we have. But he's supposed to be putting it back together, and my mom and my sister are supposed to be taking turns running it either in 590 or 670, whatever he puts it in. Gosh.
1: I know it makes (laughs) enough power to do 590, but that thing still is – it's heavy.
3: It's still full weight, so, Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
1: That would be that would be sick though to see that thing doing five nineties. It's still at full weight. It's good, but you're gonna to have to really pour the power to it.
3: Yeah, and you know everybody's kind of gone away from triples just because it takes so much to get all three going. But yeah. Yeah, I think if he puts it in six seventy, it would be a pretty good, pretty yep. good little contender.
1: <laughs> I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. What what years you, underneath the hood? Would you take? Go yeah. ahead. I say what, what's underneath the hood?
3: The two thousand four. So, oh god, now you're really going to quiz me here.
4: <laughs> it's An LL,
1: can
4: be an LB seven. No, those accumulators an LLY. Probably
1: an LBZ if I had to guess. I can. Well, be. I later, can show you what right? it looks like underneath the hood. Just give me a minute.
4: <clears throat> I'm not that technical <clears throat> to be able to like list that out, Charles, but. I mean, <laughs> we do enjoy seeing what triples look like.
1: Five years five years of working for Duramax shops, that's I'm, that's kind of burned into me now.
3: Yeah, so and uh we've had so many engines go into that truck alone. So you guy from SoCal could probably tell you what's in it better than we can. <laughs> yeah, <kid.
0: laughs> so if dad were if, if dad were to put that in six seventy, would that mean taking the be. Going to Twins, or would that be going down to a big single? How would how would that he's, come together?
4: Dad replied. I, I
3: think he would probably just keep it the way it is and just try to, try to tune it down a little bit. Um, he's definitely thought about like even like these new little street races that they're putting together. Like I think there's one in North Carolina next weekend or something. He's thought about running a couple of those, but... It's a little rowdy on the street still, so would rather. Yeah, there you go. There's one.
1: <laughs> that was from UCC 2017.
3: Yeah, that's when. Yeah, well, he still calls it that. We called it the grocery getter because me and me and him would actually go out on Sundays and get lunch together and do whatever we wanted. So. <laughs>
1: That was a good year there. Uh, We were still running quarter mile back then. He dipped it into the nines. It was was moving.
3: Yeah, so that was when he got the – I think that's when he got the Duramax quarter mile record was his first year out there. He went 955 at like 140 or something like that, yeah. That's when (laughs) UCC was UCC.
0: Uh, Yeah. 100%. Cheers.
3: (laughs) That was, you know, one truck, three events. You weren't allowed to leave the lot to go fix it. You were working in the parking lot, and that's when it was legit. You were invited to show up. and (laughs) You mean like this? Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah, we met so many good people from UCC. So, like, Justin Good, the guy that helps us, and him and Daniel running 670, we met him because – he was the one who sold Dad the sled pool setup because that's all Justin used to do. Yep. So we've known Justin for eight years now because of that. So,
1: <laughs> where did the idea for the dragster come from? Like, was that is that something kind of you guys were always in the back of your mind thinking that's what we were going to do, or?
3: So I have always wanted to go top fuel racing. That is still my goal. That's where I hope to end up one day. Um, But obviously, I know that you can't just, I don't care how much money you have in the world. You can't just hop in a top fueler and expect to excel at it. And it just so happened that we were at the racetrack. And it sounds so corny, but we were at the racetrack. And I was like, I really want to go racing. Like, not just in a pickup truck, you know, on a Friday night. Like, I want to seriously get into it and start it. So it just so happened that Wade had the dragster listed for sale, Wade Moody. And we hit him up and said, Hey, is it still available? And he said, sure. And Wade is only about 25 minutes away from us as well. So he's local to us as well. So we got it and it started.
1: (laughs) It was, there was a process there. I mean, you know, the first year, especially weren't really, it wasn't turned up yet. It was to give you guys a chance to learn the car, but also a chance to give you, a, you know, the experience of driving it before it got really hairy. And I think that paid off for you this year because there were two instances where had you not done that, you probably would have wrecked that car. I mean, you saved it because you knew.
3: Yeah. So I went to Frank College drag racing school and you know, it's, it was good. It was great. I'm so glad that I went, but at the same time, you know, it's still a gas dragster. And at Frank college you run it out to the quarter mile. So you're getting a lot more that extra three hundred feet. Three hundred and thirty feet. And um or I can't do math right now. Uh but
4: <laughs> Neither can we. So Except Maryland but, math.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well they got ten ounce beers out there, so I mean let's start there.
3: <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so uh But yeah, I went to Frank Ollie's and it was great. The things that that man can teach you is just beyond what you can imagine, and it goes beyond the racetrack. It goes, you know, everything starts with you as a driver, car aside. So I still use things I learned from him to this day. And the one thing that he teaches you about a dragster is don't drive it. It sounds scary, but he—it's true. You know, we're driving on a little steering wheel and with such a long wheelbase the more you drive it the more unhappy that chassis and car is going to be so like you can watch my GoPro videos like i'm barely turning the wheel now if you watch the one from shides i am because i'm turned crooked but (laughs) but yeah so first year it was kind of just it was all new uh, we went to PRI back in 2019 when we bought the car and we talked to Andrew Stauffer from s and and he talked us into going with MoTeC. And at the time, it was kind of like the first diesel-powered vehicle with MoTeC on it. So we got it put together and then, you know, 2020 hit and it was COVID. So all we had left to do was to test at our local racetrack and we were figuring out our setup the Motec with the diesel and everything else. And then 2021, I made my debut (laughs) and ran a couple races with ODSS. And, you know, 450s we were happy with. Um, It was consistent. And, you know, at the time, it wasn't bad for a brand new setup. And then last year, we decided to step it up a little bit. And I went... I was running 450 still pretty consistently, and then we went testing right before strides of last year, and I picked up two tenths out of nowhere. You know, I made one pass, picked up a tenth, made another pass, picked up another tenth. So everything was just acting right. (laughs) Um, And then end of the year, we – Maryland is where import versus domestic is held, World Cup finals.
1: Yes, that's a bucket list.
3: So um, I went – I've lived here for 21 years of my life, and last year was the first time I've ever went. (laughs) But uh, we went to – they always have a test session the day after the event is done because there's so many teams from overseas that if they don't qualify, their stuff is already there, so they might as well run it. So we ended up using that test session, and that's when I went the 396. And then kind of just packed it up and put it away. We took the car to PRI said it's perfect, leave it as is. And then this year has been struggle bus.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: it's you've you've definitely had to earn it. There's been best fireballs, some broken parts, some stupid stuff that you just do you don't you don't even think it's ever gonna break. You don't even check it. Um, but it happens.
3: Yeah, it's just, you know, and like last year we weren't having a whole lot of issues, which was A blessing in disguise, I guess. But you know, when you look at the diesel community as a whole, and you know, the very first diesel run of three was Firepunk, and that was at Lights Out two years ago, three years ago.
1: It's like three now. Sounds right.
3: Yeah. So, and then for all that time to go by, now somebody just hit three seconds again. But now you look at us in 2023, and if you're not running three seconds, you're slow.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I yeah I made the comment to somebody at a race this this year. I think it was I want to say it was Beach Bend when a bunch of you guys were stacking up 4.0 tickets and just printing them. I said somebody's going to do that 3.99, and then watch all of a sudden everybody will be able to do it. And I, I think you know coming out next spring we're going to be there.
3: Yeah, and I think you know next year we're starting in Florida, which we're going to be there early enough. So hopefully the weather is decent to us, but. I, at least in the direction of the pro my class, if we're not all running between a three ninety and a four zero, it's gonna be really hard.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think part of the durability stuff that you guys maybe ran into a little bit this year too, though, is now you were putting that tune up in it where you're now you're leaning on it.
3: Yeah. And it's so funny you say that because we actually had that conversation because, I mean, I've had Andre since the beginning, you know, Uh, Andrew set everything up and then he was like, I'm going to give you this guy named Andre and he's going to do everything for you now. So I've had Andre since the beginning. And once we found the car's happy spot, like even if it was just a happy medium where we knew it would go A to B when it needed to, we kind of just kept it there. We haven't, really changed anything the only thing we look at at every racetrack is the air what's the air density what's the humidity because then that affects how we spool so that it really just requires us to change the nitrous jet so everything has been kind of consistent and then you know we hit Kentucky and it was just like "Eh, nope not anymore
1: And the Andre you're referring to is Andre Dusek from SNS Diesel Motorsport. And it's kind of good to have him be a tuner for you, for you because he drove Wagner's Dragster. So he kind of has a, you can speak the same language to each other and there's an understanding there, I think.
3: Yeah, and like he knows, he's he's learning with us as we go because, you know, it's still so much of so yeah. many parts of all of our dragsters are new. So it is nice, and yeah, it's really nice when I can pick on him, though, too, because <laughs> I'm quicker than him. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but yeah, so we can – I'm like going to chop
1: that into a clip, and I'm going to tag him in it.
3: <laughs> well, there we go. He, he, he knows because Justin from SNS has made the comment already that <laughs> I have done better.
1: <laughs> Mr. Ralph in the house.
0: Yeah, Maddie, check out who just uh, showed
3: up. Yeah, Ralph, you know. He, he's he, watching
0: from his flamethrower right now.
1: Yeah. He, <laughs> he, On the he's hustler, He's forgetting
3: the flamethrower going. He actually might have the flamethrower
1: going because he's down at uh, Duck's race this weekend.
3: Well, oh, he's in rain this weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it must be raining down there. That's the only reason he's watching. I would have figured he'd be racing right now.
3: He might be watching in the tractor while he's drying the tractor. <laughs> Could be, could
2: be.
3: Yeah, that's sure. another person who has really let me get a, get by with a lot of things this year.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's so many of the racers appreciate what he does. Uh, we all do in terms of making sure that our tracks are always consistent and in tip-top shape to be able to to run these numbers. I mean, I joke about it all the time. You can't go fast until a tractor says so, but it's it's true.
3: It's true. Yeah. And you know, everybody, I've seen so many comments about the racetrack down there for no mercy this weekend. And one of the comments said, you, you tune for the track that you have not the track that you want. And I couldn't agree more because that's when a lot of things go bad is when you're tuning for a number, not for what you have laying right in front of you.
2: Yep.
1: And that's, that's a lesson that translates not just to drag racing. That's a, the sled puller thing, too. You know, yeah, you've got, you've got what you got. Um, I forget who I was talking to, and somebody was complaining about the track to Esden Lane, who's you know, the god of diesel super stock tractor pulling. And Esden said, No bad tracks, just bad setups.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: back to the, the uh, engine management stuff that you guys are doing with MoTech, um, and you guys being on the very doorstep of that having that sort of standalone engine management and and stuff like that is something that the, the spark plug world has been able to enjoy for over 20 years. Uh, It's just now that in the last three or four um, that now the diesel stuff um, has it. And there's so much being learned about how to control, not just the engine. I mean, there's wires going to everywhere on these cars now and they're, you know, they're, they're, they're sensors aimed at the tires. They're, t- they're reading tire temp. Um, they're measuring wheel speeds. They're doing all kinds of feedback data logging and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's pretty sophisticated. And now the filtering starts to have to happen of what do we pay attention to and what can we ignore?
3: Yeah. It's, it's insane. You know, I mean, you think back to the very beginning and it was EFI live or Bosch and, then Motec came along. Or a and, straight
1: blade and a ten mil.
3: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but like even if you look at the gas side of things, because I was around it pretty heavily last year. You know, they rely on a race pack and, and fuel tech heavily over there. And that's just what they know. And when you think of a gas guy running Motec, it's hard to think of somebody and I only know one person off the top of my head and that's Jim Halsey. And
1: it's kind of weird. Is, I don't think there is a lot in drag racing. Sports car world, yeah, I think there's Motex over there quite a bit.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's kind of weird how you know, we love it cuz you know, we can you can ask Andre, you can put a sensor on anything. <laughs> yeah. And it will pick it up and read it. So it's kind of weird that the gas guys haven't adapted it yet, but I mean, it's fine if we can keep it to ourselves in the diesel world though too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What's that uh, we finally joined us? You're, you're can you hear us, Ali? you're, you're awfully quiet down there in the corner? Yeah,
3: I can. I can hear you.
1: Yep, we can hear you too. All right. Just checking. Feel free to jump in anytime. Sorry, Cody, i cut you off.
4: No, that's that's okay. I was gonna ask uh in the in the career type of thing, there's always a few moments that are like the aha moments. Um what what's been a big aha moment either for you in the driving or you know on the setup type of thing that was like an aha moment for you guys?
3: Oh god, that's hard. <laughs> I feel like all of you know. I don't really know because it's so hard because like you would think like it would be like a really big like oh my god. Right. Oh look, there's there's a little that's Mr. Three Eighties down there. Um
2: <laughs> this, this is the one where you tried to turn
4: Right there
3: yeah and you know it's like when we went that 396 last year like that should have been like holy shit! like yeah. we did it and it just wasn't because we were fighting it all year long because we knew from looking at the data it should have been running that for a long time yeah and
1: you guys went to Florida and did do it twice, right? I mean, so, like, the confidence level was there.
3: Yeah, so, like, November, I went to 396, and then we went to World Series of Pro Mod, and I was running against a ton of gassers, and they're proven bracket racers. Like, that's what they do for fun every single weekend. And I ended up qualifying fifth out of 27. And I went a 410 um, after going through quite a few stupid mishaps once again. And then first round it went a three ninety six again. So that's when like we were like, this is legit. We got it. Like this was at a real event. It's televised. It's national. Like people are seeing it. This is real. And I haven't gotten close to it since then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> It'll
1: come. It'll come for you. I'm confident of that.
3: So and you know Everybody last year at the banquet, you know, we can make jokes and everything, but I knew I had the target on my back. I knew it was coming. I knew I was the one everybody wanted to be. And now that's Michael. Now Michael's, you know, yeah. hot shit. Everybody wants to go yeah. after him. So it puts a little pep in your step. It makes you want to get your shit together and get on the eight, you know. You want to, you want to be the next one to be top dog. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm looking for the I, I'm not finding it super fast but the the shirt the firepunk guys had for you at the banquet last year was <laughs> hilarious and you have yeah, to know you have to know the Millers and that they're hobbits to get the joke behind it. I'm not finding it anyway they had a they had a shirt made for her that said tallest to the threes.
3: Yeah, so everybody you know we all make the jokes we all talk our crap in the pits and everything but we are really all close-knit so i actually got a care package from johnny and amy gilbert and uh that shirt was in the care package (laughs) (laughs) so i was told to show up to the banquet and have it on and it it, what made it so much funnier is that they didn't even notice somebody had to point it out to them
1: (laughs) oh really i didn't realize that it come from uh come from amy
3: yeah. So on the back of the shirt, it's one of it's a it's a five blade stainless turbo, and it actually says "Size Matters." <laughs> <laughs> nice. So
1: between that and the 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 horsepower of Larson's sport coat that evening,
3: <laughs> yeah, you
1: look like a game show host. Really?
3: Yeah, so.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Like, oh, There's sparkly of that. Sparkly sport it coat. was
3: a full it was a full on purple sparkle coat.
2: That's fantastic. Can we please get him trackside
3: in one of
0: them?
1: <laughs> it's uh, you know what? At the time, and we didn't even—I don't—I'd have to go back and think in the timeline if they had said what color the duster was going to be yet, and if that was foreshadowing or not.
3: Right. Oh, I don't think they. Oh, that's good point.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember the exact timeline there. But
3: again, right. we're gonna keep the we're gonna keep the tradition going. And uh, Michael will have a shirt at PRI this year too.
1: Oh boy! Uh,
2: don't spoil <laughs> it. Don't, don't tell us.
3: I'm not. Yeah, he, he, since has he's listening. he has. He knows he has one coming. He can't just you know not have one. <laughs> no. No. Which I told. I told him at Rocky Top because I've I've known that he's been going after a three nine for months. And I told him at Rocky Top. I said, "Well, if you get it, I have my shirt packed for you." Because then I was just going to, you know, pass the shirt on. I said it's a small, but you might still be able to make it fit.
1: I mean, he has to get it over all that hair.
3: Well, I don't think that hair is going anywhere anytime soon. So No, he's
1: definitely committed to the homeless thing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, how do you think Samson got his
0: strength? Where do you think Michael gets his feet?
2: True.
3: All that hair. All right.
4: Ryan makes fun, but he wants the John Daly's golf pants to wear in his size, so
0: I would rock those things <laughs> from the floor to the ceiling, man.
4: All day long.
0: They're expensive though. Like I know like 250, 300 bucks, mm-hmm. some crazy number. It's ridiculous.
1: Or something I'd rip the I Legitimately, legitimately out. last year I
0: legitimately looked into having a pair made. And for fat man sizes, um Spending. I decided not to start a GoFundMe.
1: <laughs> so what's the future looking like for the car? Um, kind of just going to go through everything and sort of put it back as is for
3: 2024. So,
1: uh, <laughs> or did I see a did I see a photo of some really expensive
3: metal?
2: Uh
3: probably. <laughs> yeah, <I thought> so. <laughs> so uh, Q3 at Waggler's, um, it was on a really good pass and just kind of nosed over. It ended up not being happy around 600 foot. There was a little bit of a flutter and then poof. So in between Q3 and round one, we pulled the valve cover off and the valve spring just plopped right onto the ground. Just fell right out. So we decided not to dig into it any further there. We just put it back together and made sure it ran, broke the beams to get third place. So we actually just pulled it apart on. We'll get to that. <laughs>
1: what do do? What do do? <laughs> his comment.
3: We just pulled it apart on Monday just to see what actually happened to it. So I nicked another head <laughs> again. Um, Didn't drop a valve, but we did knock one out, and it looked a little wompy. So uh, we have some parts coming from Jeremy. We're going to slap it together. And we're we're aiming for, there's a PDRA race next weekend. We would like to go, just because it's a good time of year for weather. It's at a good racetrack, and it's the last one. And it's close to home, so it's just convenient all the way around. So we're aiming for that. Uh, if the car is not back together, we'll try to go back to that same test session the day after World Cup Finals because they already posted that they're having it. So it's going to be out at least one more time this year, and then uh, it's going to get a good looking over. <laughs> yeah,
1: as one does. Where is that?
3: Uh,
0: where is that PDRA race next weekend?
3: Virginia, Dinwiddie. Okay.
1: They just—they've been doing some investment in that place. They've got it looking sharp. Uh, resealed everything. I mean, the first initial like drone photo I saw of it, it almost looked like a. I thought maybe it was a rendering, but it's like no, that's what it looks like now. I mean, was that good?
3: Yeah, and we've always loved that racetrack. I call it—I always call it my second home racetrack because it's only two hours away from us. It's you know real quick, you run across Richmond and you're there. And it's a great facility. Yeah. You know the Franklins are great people. Tyler Crossno is a great guy. So I'm hoping I can run one with them because I haven't run one all year. And every time I go to a PDRA race and I'm there with no car, everybody's like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that is a that is an enjoyable place. The one time I was there, unfortunately, Mother Nature really wrecked our weekend. But yeah, I'd I'd love to go back there. That place is cool.
3: Yeah, I love racing at BMP. It's such a good race track.
4: Ryan, that's a long drive. <laughs>
1: they make airplanes
3: that they do you want to look
0: you
4: know how big i am and do you think i fit in an airplane come on you drive from the back seat of your car already so what's the difference <laughs> in the airplane you get yes. the, the southwest southwest uh business you know you know first class and get the exit seat. it'll be fine
0: sure you want to foot the bill that's fine or
4: send me your work plane what's that <laughs> There we go. It's, it's getting maintenance right now. Uh-huh, I'll bet it is. It
1: Perfect. going to so be it'll ready for next
0: Next Friday night too, doesn't it?
1: Surely you have a building you got to go inspect in like Richmond, Virginia, next weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, um, no, those are those Patty, are. They may done. ask you to go and, and climb onto the, a roof and start hitting it with a hammer multiple times, so that he does. <laughs> you know more offline about that later. But. <laughs> Patty, tell me something. I uh, two things, actually. How old are you? 21. Okay. What does a random Tuesday look like for you? A like, random what is, Tuesday? What, what is your day? I mean, are you in the shop? Are you taking classes? What I mean, off the racetrack, what does what Tuesday look like for you? What do you do?
3: So I'm actually in the hiring process for a new job, so <laughs> I'm dealing with that. And... Uh, I go to, the, go to the shop occasionally and just check in on things. My dad has a full-time secretary, so he doesn't really need me there. But I pop my head in every once in a while. And uh, I am enrolled at University of Maryland Global Campus to get my bachelor's degree. So I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But basically, uh, it's mostly just trying to figure out this whole social media thing, because that's just the way of the world now. And uh working on quite a few things behind the scenes, sponsors, ambassador programs, all that good stuff. So but I have Matt Rice from DNR and Brandon. Um, they do they get all the footage for me and then other than the YouTube video that you see on YouTube, everything else is done by me. So I spend a lot of time figuring out the whole editing, social media, cut and paste, crop this with that one and making it work. So that's what I'm
4: doing right now. <laughs> you do a fantastic job at it.
3: <laughs> I try.
1: That's something that these two in their day jobs certainly understand much more so than than I do. I have a very pedestrian day job that doesn't involve any of that kind of fun stuff. But th- they get it, and certainly that's going to be a recurring topic on this show, trying to help people out from all as you know all sides of that. Because you're exactly right. This is the way of the world to approach people and and have our faces out there and and try to drive. Um, the sport and business as well um, so you're you're on the right track
3: yeah and it's definitely you know i used to always be social media is just for fun and now it's kind of turned into a business thing like me and matt talk all the time like what can i do and he gives me little tips and pointers this is what you need to do this is what you should be doing this is when you should be doing it so yeah it's a it's a lot to figure out
1: yeah, it's I'm at that point where pretty much my social media is, it's all racing driven. There's very very little in there that's that's personal stuff. And to be honest, if I could turn it off completely, and not have to lose the business side of it, I think I would tomorrow. But um, that's just the way some stuff goes. But because he yeah, has a really nice business.
0: chair on his porch, and he likes to yell at people to get off his lawn. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I live just down the street from the eighth grade center for this local school district. So every morning with my coffee.
3: You're a young man. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I, a yeah.
1: lot.
4: <laughs> I don't I, I don't feel it. like you're at the age that where you've got the Velcro shoes yet. So I think uh no, I good. do
1: the slip-on vans. I, it, yeah. that's a that's yeah. a thing between us. We both have the check we we rock the checkerboard vans at the track a lot.
3: I no. love vans. I will never go anywhere without a pair of vans.
1: <laughs> I got the custom all blackout ones. She's got some really like daglo pink ones that are sweet
3: yeah i saw those
0: i think did i no i didn't i saw somebody had a pair of like day glow like eye-searing pink hey dudes
3: at the track that was probably britney who was it Brittany ethan okay. patterson's yeah
4: okay back in my day i had a pair of john deere green and yellow etnies i remember shoes. those shoes i remember Etneys. I should I should remember that pair, too. They probably would have been worth something now. I feel your stinky be wearing (laughs) them.
2: Yep.
3: I yeah. I'm I'm all about shoes. That's I you know, I color coordinate everything. So shoes is not something I am (laughs) not abundant in.
1: (laughs) You who else does that?
0: How many how many pairs of shoes are, are laying around not put away right now?
3: Well I have I have a shoe wall. Oh. So I have shelves.
1: Wow, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the midst of a pro here. I feel I, <laughs> I feel
0: like this deserves a, its own field
3: trip. So I have a shoe wall, and I think the shelves hold like eight pairs by themselves. So I have three shelves. But out right now, I only have one pair that's sitting out of the box right now because I wore them yesterday. <laughs> oh my god, you're so damn. Old. And it's a it's a pair <laughs> it's a pair of. Guys.
1: Yeah, you're organized.
3: Yep. Yeah. I try to be.
0: <laughs> Maddie, who was in your class at Frank Holly? Who did you go through class with? Anybody we know? Any names we know?
3: Uh, actually, yes. I actually had three other guys. I had all. Well, I had the two guys from One Way Diesel Performance in my class. Um, so Clay and Chase, and then I also had Cody, who runs. He has Ben Shaddy's old truck. So I had Cody in my class as well. So I had oh, three okay. other diesel guys.
1: Cody Cloyd. Yep. From Texas. Yep.
3: yep. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> is that truck still orange or
1: white? You're thinking right. of Michael Dalton's truck.
0: Yes. That's what I was thinking yeah. of.
1: Which he he disappeared off the face of the earth when it came to racing. What's he up to?
3: Uh, I think he's actually down in Georgia right now with Ryan.
1: <laughs> he? Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, the, uh, the duck X race is going on for battle of the thrones, which is a makeup that was supposed to happen. I think back in the spring, um, was the race on Tuesday and in X 275? Ryan Milliken went to the final. Um, first time a diesel has gone to a final at one of those races ever. And now, headed into this weekend, he is once again qualified number one in X 275. And uh, I know uh, Ring is down there with Frosty 2.0 and running Rail versus the World. And Derek Rose is there doing the no time truck class. And I think Jerry Parrott is going to be in 6L Index, who runs our 590 in the summer. So there's, there's some diesels on the property down there.
3: So talking always, always good to see.
4: (laughs) Talking about uh, diesels and and different stuff. We had a guest on uh, last week, Maddie, that said, if, uh, if the dragsters were to race at an NHRA, which, uh, which track would you want to race at? So if they did a showcase and you come out and race, which, which track?
1: And the individual who was asking is in a position to arrange this because last week we talked to Brian Loans.
2: Yeah.
3: So, and like, I would love to run an NHRA event itself. Uh, My only issue is, is, which Jared can do it because Jared doesn't need nitrous. You know, he's just got all that horsepower he can throw out there. So with a dual power outer, I'm not technically allowed to run in their top drafts class, but Hard to say because you know everybody wants to say indie, but we already raced at indie, so I feel like that's just indie is a special racetrack to be at outside of NHRA by itself. Um, man, when NHRA I, I, are,
1: you know what? I'm very proud of you for that comment because yeah, I think I think the younger generations get such a bad rap that they don't respect history or understand it, but but you do, you do, so I'm I'm, I'm proud of you for that one.
3: Well, I, I absolutely love NHRA. Like, I, I'll i be watching the race down in Texas this weekend. That's just because that's what I grew up watching before I was racing myself. So I still watch it. I keep up to date with it. I know all about it. And uh, it's hard to say because there's just so many cool racetracks that NHRA goes to. Yeah. And I feel like everybody you talk to has their own little quirk about why they like that racetrack. So. <laughs>
1: Half of them are going to say whatever's closest to my house. That's the one I want to be showcased at.
3: Yeah, and like when NHRA came to Virginia, it was so nice and it was so convenient because they're right there, yep. <laughs> and we're not going all the way out to Vegas. But
1: <laughs> the rumor, the um, rumor is that uh, there's two to be determined slots on the calendar for next year for NHRA. The 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 MP is one.
3: And I would really like for them to come back just because, you know, we try to make it to all the local races. Like, we missed out on going to Maple Grove this year just because conflict. But I don't know. That's really good. Honestly, I feel like the person to ask would be Jared because there's not a racetrack that he hasn't gone to yet.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true.
3: (laughs) But, I mean, if we were able to go to an NHRA race and just do a showcase, I would Honestly, you just tell me when and where, and I'll be there.
2: <laughs>
4: That's fair. I'm going to be selfish and say St. Louis, but... Yeah, Cody and I are lobbying
0: for St. Louis because it's the closest track to us.
4: Yeah. I think. Well, Kansas City, when they come to Kansas City, will actually be closer. For both of us, probably.
0: Definitely for you.
4: Yeah.
2: yeah maybe I don't care where bus- they...
1: I don't care where they do it because I'm spoiled. I get to see you all summer, so no, yeah.
3: Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah.
4: One of these seasons, I'm just going to come to ODSS with you guys. So yeah, it's a to. lot
3: of fun.
1: Oh, I know. We don't
4: really. It oh, reminds me of it all the time.
1: We don't really know our schedule for next year yet. I mean they've they've got the dates out for for Florida. We know what UCC is going to be, and Shied is always going to be there as, as a race. Where, where the other ones are going to slot in, I haven't really. I haven't talked to Greg really since uh, since we left the race, so I don't uh, at Waggler's. So I don't really know where we are um, in terms of a twenty twenty four calendar, but something to be forthcoming. I would think any day now, really. I think he's. I think Greg has most of the stuff, most of the dates already locked up, and kind of understands where we're where we're going to be for everything.
3: Yeah, and I think a lot of the well, I know at at the banquet we always get an official card yeah. with all of our dates on it, so. It should be soon.
1: I would imagine so. Yep. Yeah, that'll be the next thing on our as a, as a series. The next the next stop for us is PRI. We got our awards banquet on Friday night, and um, don't draw it out super long. Mainly because a lot of people when they get up on stage and I shove a microphone in their face. They get really uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Try to push them out of it a little bit if I can, but uh, you know, and some people work, some people it doesn't, um, and that's fine. But then afterwards, you know, we just hang out. We we set up a practice tree, and there's some uh, some money gets some money starts flying around that room for who can uh, who can lay one on who with reaction times.
3: Yeah, I'm not. Well, I got violent told to do that last year, and I'm not about to do it again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. I wasn't going to do it, and Rick Haynes basically told me, "No, you're doing it." I was like, "Oh, okay."
3: Yeah, Rick walked up to me and said, "Your dad gave me twenty dollars. You're up next." <laughs> <laughs> So what kind of light did you cut? Not a good also, one. Very, very first pair I had Ryan Milliken, and you know how he is when he gets into that oh. kind of stuff. But so yeah. he's, you know, a jokester trying to mess around with me. I was like, I, I already know I'm going to lose. Just go ahead.
1: <laughs> I got smoked out of there pretty quickly in the first round by Rod McMaster, who has actually run triple zero lights in his truck for real. I've watched mm-hmm. him do it, so I knew I was going down.
3: Yeah, those are two people I would not <laughs> – not who I wanted first round. And no. I'll put it that way.
1: <laughs> yep, for sure. All right, Maddie, so here's a question that I asked a lot of tractor
0: pullers, and I'm going to ask you two, and it's going to be a little bit modified version of it. So next year, pick your random ODSS event or PDRA, whatever. You walk on the property. You can kick anybody's ass out of their car. You can steal the keys for a weekend. Whose hot rod are you taking, and what class is it in, and
1: why are you taking it? Mm.
0: And you don't have to uh, fix it. Yeah, That's you don't have to answer. fix it. Don't <laughs> have Dad to fix doesn't it. have to work on it. Nobody has to work on
3: it. Uh, the the purple one, the
0: hobbits have to fix it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, see, I raised both, and I know I've been around Ray for quite a bit, so like pro is something I want to do some kind of bad. So, PDRA, I have to pick the Galat car Pro-Boost. You know
1: a few I mean, people. We, saying, we, we know a few people. We could. <laughs> we we know a few people.
3: people. <laughs> I mean, there's just, there's nothing ever wrong with that Galat car. It goes down the racetrack every time. It's perfect. You know, they got it figured out. Um, But then, you know, I'm kind of biased. I have my best friend, Spencer Hyde, who runs ProBoost, and, you know, everything with a blower is cool. So, and we're kind of the same height, so I think I could fit in his car with not a whole lot of adjustment. So, those would yeah. be my two. ODSS, um, you got to pick the baddest guy right now. I'm getting Cordova's car in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. And it's it's really hard for ODSS because I'm one of very few Duramaxes, you know. I know what it feels like to drive a Duramax, so why not put me in a Cummins for once?
0: <laughs> have you ever driven anything with a Cummins in it,
2: down a track? I have
3: not. Not down a track, no. I'm, I've driven, a, like, a Fitchin just around here or whatever. I'm, I'm trying to convince Bossman that, you know, a Fitchin would be a really good business move, but... <laughs> <laughs>
4: What I kind of find ironic about you guys running a Duramax is there's a, you know, there's some pullers that, I mean, everyone, they'll do a Cummins, they'll, they'll do all the swaps and stuff type of thing. And, you know, the, there's one guy that I know that they fought for eight years trying to make horsepower in a Duramax and he just finally threw in the towel this year. He said, Nope, I'm going with the Cummins. And he came out in the points in the series type of thing. But I mean, it's one of those deals of you guys have seemed to find some good power um, getting it set up. So, kudos to you guys for that. Cause there's not a whole lot of them out there that are doing that.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's hard. Like it's. If it for, it's, I mean, my dad's been in the Duramax since 2004 when he bought the truck brand new off the lot. And it's hard. The support is very thin, but it's there. It's great. You know, Jeremy is hands down. One of the best people to have in your corner. Uh, Matt Hatfield, my engine builder, uh, Mark Broviac, like all these people who know a Duramax know it very well. And it's just, you don't have a whole lot of support, but the support that we do have is great. They have the knowledge, they have, you know, the power and the equipment and the materials to get what you need to make power with a Duramax. And when I went that 396, like, There was no need for anybody to ever talk shit about Duramax ever again after that.
2: So, (laughs) yep. (laughs) There may not be, but
0: they will. You know. Well, (laughs)
3: there's always there's always going to be those few, and like you know, I probably shouldn't, but I read the comments on videos here and there, and like, (laughs) I think I think it was under like Firepunk's video from the last event, and somebody said, "Why does the Duramax have to suck so bad?" And I was like, "All right." Thanks. (laughs)
1: If you want an excellent hate read when you're bored on any given day, just pull up any of the reels or videos or anything that Adam from Built Diesel Mafia puts up, and you'll just, Uh your blood pressure will skyrocket instantly. Yeah.
2: You guys I, yeah. do I mean
1: you guys not even the just the Duramax thing, but I mean you'd be in a twin turbo setup, which really no one's doing either. You know, it's just a it's not really an extra wrinkle, it's just, you know, a divorced single in a sense. You know, there's it's the engine doesn't know that there's two hanging off of it. They behave the same way.
3: Yeah, and I mean, when you are raised by a guy who ran triples his whole life, it's you know, you can't do anything other than <laughs> Running running one is no fun anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yep.
1: I've always noticed too on, on the car, and it's been this way for a couple of years now, and I I don't know if I'm curious if you know. It's just a little thing I picked up on. Spool up whether it's in the burnout box or you bring it in a stage, you always get a pop or two out of that left side charger. The right never does it.
3: Yeah, they're like redheaded stepsisters. Like they just they spin the same; they're exactly the same, and it's just—I don't know—it's a Duramax thing, you know. We got two extra cylinders going on. Who knows? But it's—it's <laughs> it's always been—it's always been that same side, and it's just—I don't really know. So that the one side that it always fits and flaps on is actually—it's the—it's the one turbo housing because we only have the spool jet on one turbo. Ah. So that's typically the side that is always popping and spitting and carrying on. And are trying to figure that out, it has a lot to do with the heat and how hot everything is. But it's just going to happen. I didn't realize the <laughs> that was
1: only on that side, but you know, and in my mind though, it's like you well, know, all eight cylinders are still getting getting that giggle gas because the manifold is is not separated once you you know, once it gets to the middle, it all goes the same place.
3: Yeah, so <clears throat> we have four kits right now. So each turbo technically has two plump to it, but only one turbo has that. you'll you can see it when you look in the turbo housing, it has that little school yeah. jig.
1: Yeah, there's there's video out there you can you can even see it come on, you know, it's it's right there in the front.
3: Yeah, it almost looks like we get a fog in it.
1: <laughs> yeah. This and you can watch what's really if you get close to it and pay attention to when it kicks on, um you can watch the charger spool because it rejects a bit of it at first. And then it starts taking it all once it comes upstairs.
3: Yeah. And that's like the one cool thing about having twins, which most people don't realize it. um, Is that we, you know, we only use the turbos to spool. As soon as I let go of the button and I'm out about 60 foot, they kind of just go dormant. They're kind of just spinning because the engine's running but we rely on nitrous to get down the rest of the racetrack. So we kind of have found that happy medium of all the boost is at start line and then all the power is from 60 feet on. And <clears throat> a lot of people don't realize that because, you know, when you're running a big single, you need that turbo spinning at its max all the way down the racetrack. And the nitrous is there to keep it spinning per se. <laughs>
1: Interesting, because I know you guys do have some pretty large wastegates hanging off of it, and you could tell when you when you leave the line and let go, you can hear them open. I mean, it's the car gets loud. Yeah.
3: yeah, so there we've we upgraded those. It was very much so needed, just because the turbos that we were running and the wastegates that we were running beforehand, they were just not happy together. We made it work, but they, you know, it's just not. They weren't a happy couple. So we upgraded those. They are fifty-five. Turbo Smart 55s, I think. But yeah, they're pretty much open as soon as I let go the button.
1: <laughs> have you guys been able to get your hands on the E gate? Is that are those in production yet or are they still kind of the prototype beta testing stage?
3: Not a hundred percent sure. The ones that we have on right now are the ones that Andre said get, so we bought. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
3: Whatever the boss said buy, we buy. <laughs>
1: Boy, Andre, you just like to spend people's money. <laughs> you're not only slow, now you're expensive. <laughs> Damn! Damn! Yeah. Well, if it's you you there,
0: prepare, I can How do you prepare mentally for for a race? Let's say, I mean, like, like you're three or, cars. You're in the staging lanes. You're ten minutes out. What do you do? Where do we find you?
3: typically at first i'm on the racetrack and i'm looking at it with my dad we're picking what lane we want we're looking at the groove Um, one thing i learned at frank holly's and i still use to this day even though if i've been to the same racetrack eight times over i stand in the middle of the groove and i look at the end of the racetrack and i pick a vantage point because your vision is how you go straight because in the dragster, you're sitting directly in the middle of the racetrack so and obviously, we want to go straight. When you're looking off in left field, you're going to drift to the left unconsciously. Like, it's just mind over matter at that point. So, I always pick a vantage point. I'm looking at the racetrack. Um, track, traction, per se, doesn't really affect us that much. We check the track temp just because. But, um, I and mean, then I kind of just... I go tell the boys, good luck, be safe. They do the same to me. We always make sure we communicate with one another before we all get strapped in and helmets on and we can't talk to each other. And uh, I kind of just keep my zone. I don't talk to nobody. Nobody talks to me. <laughs> and uh, I just go up there and I do my thing.
4: <laughs> I think I saw a video that was, uh, uh, what are you listening to, is like suicide boys too. So, yeah. yeah.
3: I typically, I don't bring headphones to the lanes with me. Because uh, then I just get way too, way too out of whack. Um, but like the last couple of events, we've had oil downs and cleanups and everything else. And it's just taking way too long to get in that car. So I'll just, I'll hop on the scooter and I'll put headphones in and I'll just make laps, <laughs> just to just to try to get out of my head a little bit. Because when you sit there and you're waiting too long, then you have way too much time to think.
1: <laughs> yep. Do you have a, Do you have a, a communication radio in the car with you? I feel like I you do. do. Yeah,
3: we do, and uh, a lot of times if you see a couple of them laughing or giggling, it's probably because we're talking, and we typically we typically talk about my dad because he doesn't wear the headset until the car is running and I'm moving, <laughs> but but all the other guys on the team do. So typically we're talking about him, and he just can't hear us, so we're laughing and giggling.
1: <laughs> and he is. He is a show in and of himself on the starting line. He gets so amped up and animated for your runs. Um, And I love it. I I appreciate the enthusiasm.
3: Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it that he is absolutely my number one fan.
2: Yeah.
3: And it's a blessing and a curse sometimes because, you know, he's my number one fan. But at the same time, he's still my crew chief, so he still needs to be paying attention to what I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh But yeah, he's in like Matt Rice has made comments too. He's like, I'm going to stop filming you and I'm just going to film your dad the whole time. (laughs) Like, He's just, and I sit back and I watch videos and I just, it's refreshing to see that because I still have my passion for it. I absolutely love what I do, but to see someone else share that same passion as me and have the same love of the sport is just really refreshing to see.
1: Yep. He's definitely all in for all of it.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, it's so you've fun. Mentioned,
0: you've mentioned Frank,
1: uh, Frank Holly,
0: and and some of the advice that he gave you. I'm going to ask you, what was the best piece of advice anybody, period, has ever given you about drag racing?
3: I feel like it doesn't come from one specific person, but like the number one thing I always tell myself is. You race your race. It doesn't matter who or what is in the other lane. You focus on you. You make sure you're okay and your car's safe and in one piece at the end of the racetrack. Win, lose, or draw. Uh, we all sign up. This is a dangerous sport. We all know that. But you are your own biggest enemy, but also your own biggest supporter. And so, but I definitely like when I first started out, Jared was Jared Jones was. He, is, he was my mentor. He still is. I still listen to everything that man says because, you know, in my mind, him and Dan Scheid are diesel gods, you know, that's who you listen to. And when I first started out, I came to him for everything. There wasn't a stupid question that I asked him. And this year we went to two new racetracks and he was the very first person I went to. Hey, have you raced here before? what were your experiences? What'd you do? Like, and my very first year when we started racing at Rocky top, it's a short racetrack. Everybody knows that. And I still believe, and I still listen to that. The words that he told me, he said, you better pull your shoes early. I don't care if you scrub ET off, pull your shoes early. And I mean, Jared is just somebody I look up to somebody I admire and I don't ever take I don't ever ignore anything that he ever has to say to me.
1: <laughs> yep, that's a thought. You, how you, long he, is Rocky Top? Yeah, how long is that track? Well, it's the the, the like, we're not talking hard. like War in the Woods, are we? I mean, no, it's not that bad. And actually, well, to be honest, actually, we we've measured it, and Wagler's actually shorter. Is it? But
3: Wagler's, Wagler's is a little bit smoother. Yeah, and I think at least, well, I think it is. Michael, on the other hand, is cutting it pretty close every time at Wagler, but we as dragsters, we don't have front brakes. So when we're bouncing on a racetrack like that, we're screwed. So we all agree that we would rather have smooth over short. Rocky Top is rough and there's bumps in both lanes. And when you hit one and your back tires are off the ground, you ain't slowing down.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You mentioned, you know, new new tracks and, and, and picking something to look at. Um, So the short tracks, that's a thing. But when you get to Rockingham, most quarter mile facilities, the sand trap is about 3,000 to 3,200 feet. At Rockingham, there is no sand trap. There's just the woods, which is 10 feet less than one mile from the start line. And after the finish line of the quarter mile, it goes downhill. What did you pick to look at? Because there's nothing out there.
3: Yeah, and it's really weird because once you get past the timing towers, if you were standing on the starting line looking dead on, it almost looked like it kind of went downhill.
2: Oh, it does so go it downhill. Like, yeah,
3: it was does. Super. It was super weird, and like the, the only other track I could think of that it reminded me of that I have been to was Empire in New York. They're kind of the same way, and uh, it's just when you when you learn these little tricks, you just kind of get in the habit of finding whatever you can find and i think rockingham there was it was so weird but there was two very distinct pine trees that were just perfectly in the middle of those lanes and once you've just when you find one you pick it and like i think rocky top i kind of do the same thing cuz at the end of that racetrack is nothing but trees right but you just kind of you find something and you do it and like when i raced down in Brainton in florida um they have That's a cool field one.
1: Yeah, that's another one where off the end of the track, you, there's no sand trap. You just drop into a farm field.
3: Yeah, so it's cornfield, and uh, it's so funny. But they have a stop sign at the end of the racetrack, and uh, oh, good, that's comforting. <laughs> <laughs> so depending on where you're standing at on the racetrack and what in what lane, the stop sign kind of lines lines up kind of just right about in the middle. But when you when you just get into the habit of finding things, you just make something work. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, we're right at an hour and we always, we always start every show and say we're going to hold to one hour and it never works.
2: Nope.
1: <laughs> but we could we could try to be at least somewhat close with this one. Yeah. No. I, well, I got you... one more question. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Absolutely.
0: If you and dad started had to start a build tomorrow. And it couldn't be another dragster. couldn't be a It, it couldn't be an, an pro dragster. What would you build for? And why, and and assuming you were driving it, not like we're going to turn you know the grocery getter into into an absolute rocket. This is a fresh, clean sheet build, and you're going to drive.
2: it. What are you building for?
3: We've actually talked about this quite a bit because I've been itching to get into something else. Um, me and Ryan Milliken actually talked not too long ago, um, but Peter Ray has this new Super Street class um and we kind of looked over the rule book together and you know he kind of said like that would be the perfect class to do a diesel building um so we were kind of looking at that and we we still look at mods to this day but we're kind of in the budding head stage because, because i'm <laughs> i'm pretty dead set on if i build a mod, it's got to be gas i want a blower I want you know big injector hat hanging out the hood, and diesels are my root, but when I think of a Pro Mod, I think of a gasser. So we're kind of in that we're budding head stage, but we've definitely looked at like the Super Street class and just throwing together something, but I also have a really big love for a good-looking 69 or 68 Camaro, so I'm pretty biased on what body style would go. And it's really hard to fit what you want in a car like that. So it's hard to say. We've been looking.
1: Yeah, stay off the classifieds because they they pop up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is our uh, one of our announcers for UCC. He helps us out down there with uh, him and Darren helped me do it because it's just too big of a weekend to do by myself there's too much going on there
3: yeah there's a lot going on in ucc now that there's two events in one <laughs> yeah
1: literally yeah chris how much
0: money have you won from audience members uh betting on maddie's races that's it <laughs> that's his thing he it likes is. it he takes the roaming mic and he will go and sit with anybody and he'll strike up a conversation, and then oh god, suddenly the mic is hot, and we're having this conversation with somebody from South Dakota, and he wants to put twenty bucks on a race, and you know, and we love Chris. Chris is, is a dear friend. We go a long ways back. I think all of us, and uh, yeah, that's that's his thing. When he when he announces tractables he'll bet on on you know he'll bet somebody in the crowd a few bucks about you know who wins or or who goes three hundred foot versus two. 94
1: yeah and uh he so took a 100 bucks off levon he. at ucc this year
0: yeah but he's also i think that was just kind of
1: he's he still the whole in the hold of levon prior years <laughs> the, other thing he likes, the other thing he you likes do? to do at events is he'll start with a, beer, a can koozie and start trading it up and by the end of the night he like he owns a helicopter i don't know how he does it <laughs>
3: Well, if he's betting on me this year... That's always fun to watch.
0: (laughs) He said he won a buck or two on the racing. And then he just... And then he
2: threw LeVon
0: under the bus because, you know, because Chris. (laughs) Yeah. We don't
2: don't
3: pick on each other here and there. Uh, Outside of UCC, not really. Uh, We have a local tractor pool here. And he did it two years, but that truck is just does not like sled pulling.
1: <laughs> uh, no, the one time I saw it do it was that first year at UCC, and it did not end well.
3: Yeah, it, it just it just dropped the drive shaft right out of it. it broke at the at the yoke, and uh, we did the yeah. local truck pull here, and uh, it did the same thing. So uh, it just is not like pulling. Sled
1: slid while also being 7,000 pounds. Now something new that is starting to come on, uh, you know, well, I don't know how much is coming on. It's been one event, so maybe I'm getting ahead of myself. But um, the uh, uphill semi racing I did this past weekend in Ohio, we did have one class for pickup trucks and we hitched them up with a trailer full of whatever, three yards of asphalt millings, I think it was, and sent them up the eighth mile um, dragging a trailer. Kind of want to see that take off. I thought that was kind of cool.
3: Yeah, so I think Hotshots posted a video on it or something like that. But, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of kind of stole a page from the old Diesel Power Challenge because they used to do that there.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: Yeah, that's something that we would like to go to is all those big rig races, like the ones up in Michigan or right on the border of Canada. Like those just look like fun.
1: June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th will be the next one at Thompson, Ohio. And that place is, man, they. Coonley Brothers Trucking has invested a lot in that facility, and it's top-notch. It's good. You know, they got the full quarter-mile drag strip. They got the semi-track, and then they just put in two new sled-pulling tracks as well. So, And they got the go-kart track. I mean, there's a little bit of everything in there.
0: I kind of feel like there's some pretty hardcore gearheads because they're sponsoring – what are they sponsoring now? OSTPA's Pro Stock Class.
1: Yep. Yep, they are. They are. So glad to have those
0: guys on board. We need more. We need more gearheady people like that who uh, have racetracks and and bowling tr- facilities and things like that and money to to burn.
1: Yeah, yeah. If you know anybody?
2: Hit us <laughs> up. You know, <laughs> hook brother up.
1: <laughs> the surest way to become a millionaire in the sport of uh, motorsports is uh, to start as a billionaire.
3: Correct. Yep. Truest thing I've ever heard.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't even know if the guy most with a guaranteed paycheck and still costs a lot of money to do this.
0: At least you get the guarantee.
1: Most times. Not all time, but most <laughs> times.
0: Cody and I live on hopes and dreams and faith.
4: Pretty much. But every now and again,
0: you know, we do, you know, cool shit like light paint a, a, a killer 389 and, and <laughs> everybody oo and on and trying and break the internet on a freaking monday morning.
4: Yeah, hey, I was pretty happy that EB trailers and Peterbilt both like that. So that's that's a win.
0: I was hoping that Peterbilt saw it. I was about to tag them on Twitter, but then I, I saw that you had uh you've got your profile locked down because you're scared of strangers. And,
4: I had to do that cuz I kept having a bunch of spam stuff. I opened it back up today, but but uh, I had to do that because I like random stuff, and I just like I'm tired of this. Again, when you do social, you do social media like you know throughout the day all the time, and you come home. It's like I don't want to deal with idiots any longer. So, um, yeah. So, but
0: no, Candace, you're right. It was a very cool shot, and I'm pissed that he didn't have me come down because I would have. Want, I wanted to do it too. We talked yeah. about doing that to Rob Russell's tractor to his pro stuff. I thought you know, that. Would be, using, I, I,
4: I may end up at Rob's before before the fall ends. I will
0: kick your teeth in <laughs> if you do not call me. All of them, all of those front pearly whites.
4: Yep,
1: gone.
4: Yeah, right through. Gone. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna say, like, yeah, yeah. Brent told me today he's he's a little disappointed he's gonna have to own that picture I said yeah that'd look good on the wall but like I about broke my neck driving like it's Missouri road so it's it's they're sketchy and I about broke my neck when I I drove by his place and you see all the pulling semis out there and like it, it, I about yeeted it right into the ditch to to stop so um yeah so it was fun and and you know, shout out to those guys because they actually took the time to pull all their Peter builds out there and line them up so you could get a nice shot of every one of them. You know, a lot of guys don't do that, so it was fun. So, but yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. But I mean, I'm just saying a Holly Rocks, Holly Rocks Customs, you know, dragster look pretty cool, light painted. <laughs>
3: I it's always down for it's all black. It's to it. to do, dude. <laughs> it's so actually the Peter
4: It's It's is a it, like a reddish like tinge colors? to it, like a reddish maroon or something, isn't
3: it? Yeah, so it's a it's a generic 3M wrap. You can go out and buy it too, but it's just black, it's black metallic cherry. Yeah. So when the, when the sun hits it, it's, it's maroon. And that's why, you know, the maroons and the pinks have turned into my colors.
0: (laughs) Well, crap. Now I got to go edit the photo again and see if I can't find the red and the maroon. And thanks for that.
2: I'm
1: trying trying to think what track we could go to where it stays dark enough. We could drag it way down off the, you know, at the big end or something and be able to do that. That's, that'd be the big challenge.
3: Cause oh, cause we go to some really dark racetracks.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know what? Wagner wouldn't be a bad place to do it because I'm sure in the evening we just, you know, put in a word with Jeremy, be like, hey, the uh racetrack lights down there on the finish line, just turn all them, at past the finish line, turn all them off.
3: Well, and even if you just go Turn across off all the, the ones field,
0: on the other side, too.
1: Yeah, you can go across the field, too. Yeah.
3: If true. you go on the other side of the sled pulling track, it's pretty dark over there, too.
1: <laughs> yeah, but there's the whole thing of drag getting the over there.
0: No,
3: you no. don't
4: want to drag that over there. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the aesthetics of being on the track would make it that much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. I I've done it a few times and it just it's you learn something. It, it's about like everything you learn something different each time and and it's a lot of fun. But it's kind of unique. Nobody else is doing and I kind of enjoy that. So. You get a phone call and say, hey, where are you going to be at? Like, you know, Waggler's, you know, wink, wink. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have have the car shined up and ready.
3: Yeah. Sure will. All
1: right. Well, you've been uh, gracious with your time with us tonight. I'm going to let you go. Um, I don't think we've got too much more to discuss ourselves really either because it's kind of the end of the season. Oh, we just, we're just running out of stuffs.
4: Well, thank you, Maddie, for coming on the show tonight. Appreciate it. Yes,
1: thank you very much.
4: So. Thank you hey, for what's, one, me. what's one
0: piece of advice that you would give somebody who's just getting into a, a drag car for the first time or, or, or a truck, running their first event, doesn't matter what it is, bracket racer or, you know, whatever. What would you tell
3: them? Well, if you're already in it, then that's step one out of the way, because I always thought, just do it. If you have a passion for it and you want to do it, then do it. It doesn't have to be extreme. You don't have to have all the money in the world. You know, you can take your daily driver to the racetrack and get plenty of experience that way. So if you're already there, then step one is done. You're one foot in the door. And I think this year, with the amount of rookies that have come into OESS alone, is just put yourself out there. You know, if you see a guy that has a truck you like, just walk up and talk to him. You know, make friends, make connections, and make good connections because the number one thing we need around your support, whether it's financially, emotionally, you know. So just build good connections, find a good support system. And then if this is your passion, then don't give up on it. Just keep going.
1: Totally agree with all of that. One, I'm going to ask you to do one other thing. I mentioned uh, leveraging social media. Here's your chance, sell yourself. Yeah. If you, feel so
2: good, if you <laughs> social. Yep, make your socials.
3: I do. I have a website. You can buy everything on my website. I have these beautiful new shirts. Uh, They're not as cool anymore because the number on the back says 396. But I'm in the works for getting stuff done because I'm a champion this year. But uh, I have a website. You can buy all of my merch, hero cards, posters, anything you can think of. Social media I have Instagram, Facebook, Uh, TikTok is the hot new thing that I'm on. Uh, YouTube, where I have all six races summed up into beautiful videos that Matt has put together for me. So, yeah. All Very important, stuff. right there. Yeah. All the guys.
0: Yes.
2: Hmm.
3: And a lot of them are actually local. They're local companies to me. They've grown up. They've seen me since I was gay big and diapers. So a lot of them are actually very close and mean a lot to me. So, they're
1: both sport fishing.
0: That I was, was just beautiful. about to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I like that.
3: Yeah. So, so those guys, uh, they actually own a restaurant around here called the Lighthouse Restaurant Dock Bar. And that's actually, that was my first job. I worked there for four and a half years and uh they built a fishing boat and have their own they do charters and everything in ocean city on the eastern shore and uh they've watched me growing up basically so they came on board this year and we're just we're happy to have everybody on the car
0: <laughs> what's the best thing on the menu
3: well this is a
0: and
2: fat guy question so <laughs>
3: I live in Maryland, so Maryland is really popular for uh, blue crab. Southern Maryland blue crab is what we're known for. So Any any seafood restaurant you go to, you have to get a crab cake at least once. It's
1: a shame hmm. I hate seafood.
3: <laughs> really?
1: I'm, no, I'm, not seafood I'm not a huge guy. fan either, but I think that's just the Midwesterner and us coming out.
0: Yeah.
3: Probably.
0: <laughs> that just leaves more crab cakes for you.
1: Yeah.
3: Well. See, I'm not the one to ask about food. I always go to Rodrigo for food.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes.
3: He'll tell you where to eat in a heartbeat. It doesn't matter what state.
1: <laughs> yeah, and he knows.
3: Yes.
2: So, oh,
1: and well, by the way, good if, good. You, if you ever solicit anything else from, from Rod, if it comes to passing the jar, just be careful. That's all I'm saying.
3: Uh, well, yeah, he hangs out in our pit, so I'm well aware. <laughs> yeah. So, because uh, we do a little bit of passing around something too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, cool. We're going to sum up, uh, and you're free to stay around for that if you want, or whatever you want to do as far as that goes.
3: Well, I
0: think. But thank you. You puppy. gave us an hour
1: and 20 <laughs> minutes, and that's yeah. an hour and 20
0: minutes of your life that you won't get back.
3: So, no. We appreciate that. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So,
1: <laughs> thank you for doing it. I, I appreciate you. Thanks, Maddie. Thank
3: you for having me. You're welcome. Thanks,
1: guys. As per usual, this show will be available by audio. Um, at this point, it'll probably be tomorrow. Um, that'll hit out everywhere. Uh, programming note no show next week. I got somewhere to be. Um, Awards ceremony night for my kids at school. So, I'm going to go to that. And we just agreed we're. We're not going to do one because we don't want this to turn into a beast that we got to feed. We want this to be something we enjoy doing and look forward to uh, coming to every week. and And I feel like the product will be better and it'll come through on the other end if we do that. Mm -hmm. So,
0: hundred percent agree.
1: We're fine with taking a week off.
4: You know, I have
0: to say, Andy, Andy, sorry we didn't get to ask or answer that question, but we'll find out.
1: I. I think I'm, I'm pretty confident. You know the answer. No, I'm pretty sure she's warmed one up, but I don't think she's ever made a hidden in one. I
4: was going to say uh good advice from her. Cause I mean, if, if you two were give me advice of driving a drag shirt beat, go straight and don't suck. So, uh, um, I was
1: going to say that. the, the don't, was just, don't die. Yeah, go fast. The... Don't suck. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That was that was a lot better. Uh, well-worded from her than, uh, than what you guys would give me. So,
1: I've seen no. on the dashboard of several drag cars at ODSS races, go fast, don't suck. And I mean, uh-huh. I got, she already got MDMF on the cowl. It might be in there.
4: It might not be the worst right. advice. I'm just saying it's maybe not the best advice. I mean, there is a yeah, degree of difference. So, but, yeah, that was... She went, she went the safe route with, with the advice and, the,
0: you know, the
4: yeah. route that we all should
0: be encouraging each other to do. Yeah. You know, the, the sarcastic a-hole in and, and, Charles and I and probably you at the end of the day would be go fast, don't suck. Yeah. You know, yeah. Hang them and high, we, don't don't blow the motor.
2: Yeah.
4: And it, it's fun to watch like the camaraderie. Make it to the of,
1: turn out, love you by. <laughs>
4: yes. It's fun to watch yeah. the camaraderie, like of you know, everyone thinks that they just, you know, they hate each other and they, you know, whatever, but they really don't. I mean, they they have a lot of fun on the pits, they have fun, you know, the entire time and want to help everybody else succeed and then they get to the track and yeah, you are competition, but I mean, you still want them to succeed. And that's, that's, yeah, it kind of humanizes everybody at that, at that point. So
1: I will say that I see great camaraderie in this series and, and even within the dragster class, I mean, when Cordova ran that 380. Maddie was right there hooting and hollering for him and, you know, yep. supporting him and doing that. So, you know, yeah, she, she, she watched the record get stolen right from, from under her, but she was right there cheering for him to, to get it so um i I see that i think it's cool
2: that said
0: there ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of rivalry just put some asses in seats in the
1: blue you're absolutely right yeah absolutely tickets um for those of you who
0: watch uh uh, or listen to west bucks uh podcast he really did a real good job of breaking that down this last uh this last show
1: Um, i haven't had a chance to listen to it yet it's on my on my list yeah, Gerbalt
0: told me to do it, and I did this morning. And I was glad I, I was glad that I did. Um, you know, to put it into um, into polling terms, since most of the names that I see in the uh, in the comments are people that we all know from polling, there ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of that. Nope. No, you know, I mean, let's well, since Candace is in there, let's pick on her husband and, and Jason Wyman. Yeah, because they they did it. I mean, they, you know, whether they, they have a, a yeah. Whether or not they have a, a you know a big rivalry or not, when there was money on the line because you know somebody you know said put up or shut up, I think I'm I'm better than you, I think I can outdo you, you know, we got a little lift out of that in both the media, you know, on the media side, but on the track, you know, people were watching, people were paying attention. So yeah. you know, rivalries, rivalries increase awareness. Yeah. So, you know what? I will challenge every one of you guys who are watching
4: tonight. Call out somebody and make it fun. It'll be you fun. Know, I, It'll yeah. be fun to watch. We, yeah. Make it fun. You know, sometimes you just ask him, type of thing. Like, hey, can we play this up, type of thing, and make it fun? So, like, it's not, you know, a blind side type of thing. But, um, you know, Candace is watching, but Adam's pulling tonight. They've got six hooks left in this that they're going to this year. So Adam's pulling tonight. So yeah.
1: Gosh, it's a busy time of year. You know, I see my, some of the group chats get the racer group chats are loaded with, you know, events still going on through October and it's going to require a lot of trail. I'm not, I'm not going, um, there's going to be a couple of local drag races. I'm going to try to go to I haven't visited any of my local tracks this year, really at all. And want to support them uh, this weekend. I don't think it's going to work out though, because looking like ninety percent chance of rain Saturday, which sucks. But um, maybe next week. But uh, yeah, there's still plenty going on out there.
4: So next on your list, Charles, is PRI, right?
1: Officially, yeah. Um, yeah, I am. I am going to go to, like I said, I'll go to Lapeer Dragway here in the next two weekends just to hang out. But uh, yeah, PRI is pretty much the next thing for me, and then um, Midwest Winter Nats in January.
4: Ryan, are you going anywhere before Midwest Winter Nationals? Highly unlikely. Um,
1: Speaking of Midwest, before as soon as we're done with the show, I've got to call the boss back. <laughs> Clint, Clint called <laughs> me during this.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, hell,
0: just bring him on board. We'll be on until like one in the morning. <laughs> you know, but it'll be, but it'll be hella entertaining. I guarantee that.
1: Oh, I guarantee you that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just send him a
4: link, and he'll be like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs>
0: Yeah. Clark, I am not driving up to Hub City. Sorry, buddy. But I I really hope that that turnout is as big as it sounds like it's yeah. going to be. You're going to have fun.
1: And there's going to be some fast frigging and trucks it. showing up there.
0: Yeah, there will be some fast-ass race cars there. Yeah. Is Justin Ziegler still going? I, think. I, d- I don't it. think so. Try and go.
1: He was talking about wanting to go and he may he may show up, but I he's he's at the point with the engine in that truck where it's time bomb, it's it's gonna go. So I think he just would rather just take it apart with tools rather than with fuels.
4: Yeah. Come
0: That's on Ziggler. That ain't no fun and you know it.
1: <laughs> Do it for the gram. Do it for the gram. Hey he... He could line up with Austin Denny, and maybe they could grenade them both at the same time. Boy, that would be exciting.
0: Man, that'd be, that'd be good lord. <laughs> that'd be
1: something else. No, I don't. I don't ever wish that on anybody. Mm-mm.
4: So, Charles, your uh, your weekend in uh, Ohio, um, know it's a good facility. What was some of the big uh, big stories that came out of that?
1: Um, I really feel like there's a, a genuine foothold now getting made in the states for this style of racing. I mean. The, the Quebec Canadians they're the ones who invented it and they're the ones who perfected it, but I'm really starting to see attention being paid down here and and more U.S. based trucks are coming online. Uh, next weekend's a, the the pulling and dragging in the pines they're going to be doing it down there in Texas and there's there's some fast trucks down in the Lone Star State now too. So um, I I like it. It's a cool alternative um, style of racing. Um, and, and I appreciate seeing the upward, the upward progress in terms of the speed of these things. Um, it's, it's a no prep uphill race and we're getting full weight, some eyes and whatever 19, 20,000 pounds. They're clearing the six sixty and low 8.2s at 90 miles an hour. That's fast. That's real mm-hmm. fast. And if they yep. can actually hook the tires to the, to the track. I no doubt in my mind they'd be deep in the sevens, to the eighth mile.
4: Holy crap! It's booking.
1: Yeah. Um, the only, we didn't really have a heads up comparison necessarily with any any sort of performance cars, but um, we did line up one of the class A trucks with a um, Ford F one hundred and fifty Lightning, and those are not slow. No, they are not. Some <laughs> I won.
4: Oh, that race! Yeah, I haven't seen that yet.
1: Yeah, uh, Built Diesel Mafia, I think, posted it.
0: Yeah, yep. Adam's got a reel up on, on Facebook and probably everywhere else. And yeah. It's got 12 million comments. About 6 million of those comments are, <laughs> well, we going to have to plug it in to drive it
1: home. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Mouth breathers.
0: Yeah. Pretty much. For those of you who don't get it, electric does make good power, and it doesn't sap the battery like you seem to think it does. No. Could we well, haul a trailer it. full of asphalt, you know, across the country? No, no, not on one charge. But could we make it up a six sixty foot? Hell yeah,
1: yeah, yep. I we did a we did kind of a test of that theory with a Tesla Model S plaid at uh, Rudy's Diesel Drag Race here a few years ago. Um, I think it was Rawlings Barnes who at the time was working for Rudy's had one and we hot-lapped it like five times and it just kept kept running the number every time.
4: Well, I mean, at Ice Cream Cruise the last 2 years they've had a, a Tesla Plaid doing the roll racing and it was it's stupid fast. Yeah. Is that, so
0: that's not the one that's now just like an exoskeleton car, is it?
4: no but that's that's kyle and boosted boys it's yeah <laughs> that thing is also kind of fast but it what it didn't i mean it didn't win but it's also i mean you drop basically all the weight off a of tesla yeah <laughs> there's not much to it but a, a roll cage and that's it yeah it uh it, it moves pretty quick so um does it look well yeah i mean I it's all-wheel all drive and all your you've had such a low center of gravity from all the batteries in the floor so I mean, it just it just grabs and goes. But I mean, you're you're talking about a car that doesn't weigh a fraction of anything. So, but yeah, it is a. Uh, I don't think a fraction of
0: uh, a fraction of anything is mathematically possible. But we'll get it. We'll go with it. <laughs> yep.
4: Yeah. Oh. Again, math math's not the strong point tonight. Remember. No,
0: no, no. You're right. Yeah. Whatever it is. But those, yeah, you're right. Those, it's always kind of fun to watch some of those videos um, that, like, thirteen twenty and a few other, uh, a few other production houses have put out of, you know, catch days type racing and and yeah. dude shows up in what looks like his dad's plat and suddenly that thing is just ripping off stupid numbers and it's mm-hmm. making it, you know and it's going rounds and you know. He's just sitting in there, leather seat, you know, turned on because it's chilly out. You know, I want to—I don't want to get cold. And, you know, he's got the stereo turned up, and he just smoked this guy that you know makes eleven hundred horse. Yeah, that's not cool to watch. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie.
1: The other thing that's interesting to see out of the that style semi racing is they're they're putting close to the same power down that the sled pullers are. But they're banging gears still, and just that that the trucks can for the most part take it is that's that's pretty legit. Um, not in every case does it take it. We do break some stuff. Uh Mike Pazdera has has a new truck this year that for this style of racing, and uh the fuse did not have one more light left in it because that's the input shaft. Mm. Yeah. that was that's one one more run away from snapped Mm
4: -hmm. what gear are they i mean typically are them guys starting out in
1: i don't know and i think it just depends the honest answer is it depends on what transmission you've got um and i don't know how much really i guess i want to get one of these guys on to ask those kinds of questions and find out if they're getting as far as custom gear sets and stuff in these things and because i'm able to watch different guys will have even different driving styles. Um, you know, even, even especially it was evident loaded. Um, one of the Canadian trucks, um, Maxime Latulip, it almost behaved like either he was shifting gears really quick, like short shifting it fast, or he's got some kind of fuel cut traction control in there to keep the tires hooked up. And we would contrast that with Peter Wagg, who would just, he'd put it in a hole and just let it hang there until a truck caught up and then bang the next one. Um, just two totally different ways of doing it.
4: Yeah, that's so I've always right. wondered, like what what they're you know what they're starting out in some of that because like you yeah. you can't start out in grainy low. I know that, but I right. mean, based off the horsepower fire and what they're running, like what are we what are we looking at? So, was there any clear
0: cut strategy right. that seemed like it worked
4: better?
1: No, I mean. Peter wound up winning the loaded class, but I think he just flat out out horsepower with everybody. Um, that thing would just Which carry the his? front end forever. Uh, his was the flame jab Western star. Ah, okay.
0: How did my guys from uh, out in Missouri do?
2: Uh, Joubert, not too so good.
1: Not too so good. Not so good. Um, uh, Laverne was not there. He, uh, Joe Baron Laverne didn't go, but uh, Richard Dyer and Mike Pazdera did.
4: I just dropped a picture into the chat of that Tesla. Stripped down.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. I
4: might say stripped. It's, it's stripped. There's, there's not a whole lot of it left. It's got a folding chair with a five-point harness bolted to it. No, not quite, but pretty darn close. They kept the front for aerodynamics, but I mean, they it just may as well be. Yeah. The funny part was they still left the center console. I got a picture of that somewhere. They left the center console uh, still in it, and it still has a, like display in the back seat too. <laughs> like, okay, that's that's kind of ironic, you know. You're, you're shedding you're you're shedding weight, but you you leave that of all things. So yeah.
1: I see. I see. He left the stupid yoke in there. He didn't put the steering wheel back in.
4: Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Matt Farah.
0: <laughs> Russ said he had a he had a bull hauler that had nine hundred horse to the rears.
2: All right.
4: Let's go.
0: Yeah. That'd be
4: a fun ride. Yeah. Sorry, Russ. I, I forgot it. to tell you. I forgot to tell you what time we started tonight. He's like, "Hey, let me know when we when you start oh. Thursday." And I was like, "Crap!" As soon as he commented, I was like, "Well, there we are."
1: Eight thirty. Eight thirty is going to be, I think, our well, eight thirty. Seven thirty.
4: Yeah, seven thirty is time. Yep. Yeah,
1: I think that's going to be the time. Well,
0: must well, we stick a fork in this one?
1: I was thinking that. I think we're at that point. So, nothing further from me. Good. for this one and then like i folks, said motion next week
0: folks if you wouldn't mind share this out on your timelines there's got to be some diesel nerd who needs their fill of motorsports we'd appreciate that we're trying to gain a little traction in this you know it's fun for us to sit and bullshit back and forth but um it's a whole lot more fun when you got an audience to you know play along and throw in some you know opinions and one-liners of their own and yada 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 so yep. if you wouldn't mind yep
1: put this out where you
0: uh where, where you hang out in the social world
1: yep we would appreciate that very very much and like i said the audio version um, i'll get it out of the system uh tonight and it'll be available sometime tomorrow I, each platform kind of has a little different timeline for when stuff blasts out there but we'll do her
0: good deal, Leo. all right boys stay out of trouble yep Rubber side down. Keep it out of the papers.
1: I think we do know who our guests will be in two weeks. Um, I'll confirm. Do it. we? I think so. Yeah. It was who was supposed to be here tonight originally. No. Mm, cool. Yeah. So. All
0: right. That works. That'll be a fun show.
1: Yes. Yep, it we'll will. So. Some,
0: um, we'll we'll see some. Um, um. Interesting feedback from that. I'm sure.
1: Yes. Alright, guys. Here's interesting
2: feedback. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Thank